Trotta, and this is High School Musical, the musical, the series, the podcast, a review and discussion podcast on the Disney Plus original High School Musical, the musical, the series, except right now we're on hiatus, hiatus, I can't say this right. Um, so we're just talking about various other movies and musicals and mostly musicals. And anyway, yeah, that's, did I do that right? Did I yeah, mess up? That was pretty cool. good. Uh, I you took like one breath in all of that. Um, yeah, today, today's a special episode. So um, we decided that we wanted to go into the backlog of Disney Channel original movies that hadn't been popular necessarily during the time when we were all really into DCOMs. Um, so and today- while doing that, we're going into the backlog of the people we know. <laughs> so joining us today is very- so I can't believe you just- that was a great segue. Um, our, our friend, very special guest, Austin Goslin. Austin, do you want to introduce yourself? Hey, uh, I am also, like Patrona, a writer at Polygon, and this is now, I think, the third time I've watched Teen Beach movies. <laughs> Good. Oh my God. As it should be. <laughs> you gotta, you have a leg up on um, both of us then, because we only watched it, like, once. On Friday. On Friday. I've watched, like, we half both of had, it. We both had some tequila, which I will say is, like, the ideal Teen Beach movie viewing experience. <laughs> that is great. correct. I was yeah. like screaming the entire time. <laughs> <laughs> it was, uh, it's very good. Um, Austin, you also have a theater background, correct? I do. I did theater through all of high school. So Hell yeah. uh, this movie hit weird <laughs> places for me, I guess. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely, I mean, like truly, truly what a wild ride. Um, I can see why this has become such a classic but before we really get into the meat of it um sure. we would be remiss not to mention the, the new beast news. in the room sorry i have to <laughs> now on fire with the segue yeah, right? yeah this is how it usually goes oh. <laughs> um yeah so the season two announcement was that the drama program at east high is doing beauty and the beast for their spring musicale i presume mm-hmm. unless uh, they're skipping it. no it'll probably pick up like right after yeah, I don't know what the what the time frame we'll is going to be, but it is we'll the spring out. spring spring musicale. Um, yeah, the the video was super cute. Um, I love that Joe Serafini is just like the piano guy now, um, and he's always playing it in like rehearsals and everything. But yeah, looks like it's going to be exciting. Um, hopefully, we'll, we'll do an episode down the line about more about Beauty and the Beast and like the experience of putting that on in a high school yeah, theater didn't you program. Huh? High school. Didn't your high school put on Beauty and the Beast? It did. And it was the year before I started. But I do know they set a budget record um, in terms of I think they might have spent like I heard 100000 on it. And I don't know if that's true because I kind of doubt my district would give a theater program that much money. But I do know they had 100 cast members and all of them were like dressed as forks. So <laughs> it's it's a wildly expensive show. When I did Beauty and the Beast, it was the same thing. It was like 100 people. Oh my God. And which is great in the show because they don't even have a theater anymore. Right. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> so it's a great setup for an expensive show. Oh God. What, did, did you do it in like high school or community theater? Or? Yeah. Oh my yeah. God. It was community theater, but I was in high school. Right. So yeah. Yeah. So all of all of the above. Yeah. I Man. truly like I kind of expected them. I didn't expect them to go back to the classics, but I guess I feel like it is a really very apt Wait, choice. They don't have to pay for the rights to do Anything other musicals else. because they have that whole Disney backlog of 
Wow, they're doing exactly what we're doing. This is so meta. Oh my god. Not that we're paying for the right to talk about this. But... No, we we don't have the we well, we don't have money. Um, <laughs> but How yeah. How much do you think it costs to get the rights to Teen Beach movie? Oh my god. You know, if we do decide to put it on, <laughs> put it on as a as a stage production. So much money, I bet. Uh, Probably. Oh my gosh, I remember we used yeah, to didn't... get. Locked Didn't into Disney just battles. find like an elementary school for playing the Lion King during a fundraiser or something? Yeah. Yeah, and then yeah. Bob Iger apologized on Twitter <laughs> and donated <laughs> money to them personally. Bad PR, but <laughs> good. Yeah, it's literally just companies. Like... They're not your friends. Nope. Corporations are bad. Even Disney. Um, but yeah, so that's exciting news. Um, it's in production right now, so hopefully we'll see a pretty quick turnaround. And I would probably anticipate. Like a, I don't know, fall I similar think premiere it's, time. Yeah, twenty twenty. It's projected. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we don't. We will save a later episode to go into like casting theories, but I will put this out into the world right now. EJ as Gaston. Yes. I des- yes. Definitely. Cool. <laughs> Desperately need to see it. Um, hell yeah! But anyways, into the meat of this episode. Um, Teen Beach movie. We're gonna talk about Teen Beach movie. Teen Beach movie. Yeah. Cool. Um, so I understand that this is probably the one of the most popular like post HSM decoms. I've heard it compared to HSM for like a younger generation, mm-hmm. and I kind of see why after we watched it. But um, we can do just a brief recap for anyone who maybe hasn't seen the movie. Um, you should watch it. It's wild. It came out in 2013, which is probably like right after I left high school. Um. Yeah, I, I was... don't know about you, Palmer. You're a baby, but <laughs> I, I am the yeah. I was 2013. I was like a sophomore, junior in high school, but at that point, wasn't keeping up with decoms mm-hmm. really. I don't even know what I was watching at that time. Lots of anime, actually, is what I was <laughs> watching. In oh, that's a perfect. Hold on to that thought. Because <laughs> jump right back into that. <laughs> anyway, in. so Teen Beach movie. This was um the the Ross Lynch Disney Channel era. So obviously he is the star. He stars as Brady, a surfer boy, and Maya Mitchell stars as Mac, a surfer girl. And somehow Mac is about to leave for an expensive prep school. Brady is very sad, and Mac is like, "I gotta go my own way." Except she doesn't say that. Um, and then they get transported into Brady's favorite movie, which is a musical called Wet Side Story, which is this blend of Grease, West Side Story, obviously, Hairspray, and basically any one of the big musicals set in that era that you can think of, except it's also on the beach. And essentially, the whole plot of Wet Side Story is that two rival gangs have, like, the bikers and the surfers, two members fall in love, and... So, you know, star-crossed lovers, West Side Story, Grease, Clicky, whatever things. But what happens is because Mac and Brady are there, they screw up the timelines and the leads fall in love with them instead. So they have to, like, get the movie back on track so that they can go home. And it's bonkers. It's truly, like... Wait. No, go ahead. But there's also there's also a second plot <laughs> yes. in West Side Story where a mad scientist <laughs> is trying to change the weather mm-hmm. to yes. build a resort. Also that. Yeah, he's trying I don't know to- how... He's trying to force the the respective gangs out. So he's trying to make the weather so the surf is bad and make it rain so that um, the bikers' bikes rust, I think is the logic. Um, they're yeah, patronage- I, had a, I had a lot of questions about his plan. <laughs> yeah, I think it was- Like, if it's raining, is it still a resort? Right! And also, he says at one point that he wants to change the beach into a parking lot. Yeah. If there's no beach, what is the resort? <laughs> right? I don't understand. There's there's zero like 
logic to any of the thinking. And it, well, the other funny thing about the um, oh gosh, his name is his name is Les Camembert, which is a French smelly cheese. Um, and he has a British accent that he's from Pittsburgh. I think is what they also, say. Also, like, within the actual plot of West Side Story that we get, you don't act- like, the dude doesn't even, like, interact directly with the kids for most of it. Mm-hmm. And I have no idea how they, like, we don't know the actual- what actually happens okay. with West Side Story. I was- I was so. thinking about this. I think <laughs> that maybe the two leads from West Side Story are the people who actually get captured. Okay. And so the two gangs have to unite to save them. Right. Oh yeah, that I make think sense. that's gotta but be it. How do they find his plan? I have no idea. Because I, I remember Brady and Mac at one point are like, they're never going to discover Doctor whatever his name's plan. So then the blah blah blah. So then they can't stop it. I'm like, when do they discover? <laughs> was, were, was it that? I think it might have been. I also, might be making this up that they were gonna like um that Leela and Tanner were gonna go for like a walk on the beach or something and stumble maybe. upon it. I don't even okay, know. Okay, here's the thing. Everyone in this movie except for Brady and Mac have like one shared brain cell yeah even even brady and mac share one brain brady and mac share two and mac has them most of the time (laughs) yeah true there's a lot of like very endearing dumbass energy throughout this movie um what's the uh tanner even says it she's like you're pretty smart and he goes mostly pretty So with the um the cast in the movie, it's like very funny and campy because they're like very one note characters in the musical and they're just like they really play into that, which is great. But with Brady and Mac, it's very frustrating because their idea of fixing everything and having the other couple fall in love is like, let's just string them along so that we can like hype up the other person, but also like date the person that thinks they're in love with me. And I'm just like, you guys are so dumb. Like, don't just ignore them. Yeah. (laughs) Like, Mac, yeah. Mac keeps being like, oh, like, how's it going with Brady? And being like, oh, no, we're not together. You know, and I'm like, this is contrary to your objective. I mean, I know, literally out. just say you're dating Brady. Leela will back off and then you can get Leela and Tanner together. <laughs> I know. But then the only time that it works out is when their plan falls through because they get captured. Right. Yeah. And then the Layla Tanner thing just totally works. Yeah. They're just like, I, it's so funny because it's like a two two minute scene or whatever. Right. And they're just chatting, and she's like, I'm a biker, but I want to surf. And he's like, I have thought about getting on a bike at times. And then they're like, wow, I think we're made for each other. Can we talk about how that guy looks like a knockoff Zac Efron? Yes. He does. What's what's the actor's name? I don't know. Uh, Garrett Clayton. Okay, yeah, he looks like knockoff Zac Efron. He does. Which I feel like- He even- Go, go ahead. Um, doesn't doesn't Zac Efron play Link in the yes. movie Hairspray? <laughs> yes. So this kid played Link in Hairspray Live. Oh my god. Okay. It's because, like, yeah. Go ahead. It's like when, uh, gosh, was it Darren Chris who took over for Daniel Radcliffe's role in How to Succeed in Business without really trying? I feel like that's the I thing think, that happened. I feel like that. I think is that did happen. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's how that feels. So 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 <laughs> meta. Weird. Um, gosh, I forgot about that. The, the two Harry Potters. Um, but, yeah. He, it's, I, I, it's funny because, like, he just has that very same kind of, like... Coloring. Yeah, and, like, Disney, like, male lead masculinity sort of thing. But that he has... The thing that kills me is, like, this guy's line delivery is, like, Hi, I'm Tanner. You know? Like, the... His, it's just... It's, like, <laughs> it's so good. Um, and his conversations with Mac, he's like, 
can I write you a song? Like, <laughs> And it's just so exactly on that line where you're like, I don't know if this is on purpose or if this is like them making fun of the movie that they're not actually in. Yeah. It's like right in between. Because they have a, they, they had like some bloopers after it, I think. And it was the sequence where it's the first like confrontation in Big Mama's and, um, like they're right up toe to toe, and it's um, what is his name? C, C cat, C cat. I was That's also C- another hairspray nod because the black guy in hairspray is seaweed. Oh my god! So the black guy in Wet Side Story is C cat. C cat. Um, he's like going toe to toe with um, big biker man. I for- I forgot his name too. Um, but and then like Tanner comes up and he's like, "Whoa, what's going on?" And he can and like the bloopers, he keeps like. <laughs> like not delivering it like he keeps like they all keep breaking down because it's so funny like his delivery is just so good but um like you can tell that everyone playing one of the like 1960s characters was just having a blast because it's just so campy mm-hmm. also the bikers inexplicably have like new jersey accents yeah it's they have to do they have to be jets they have to be <laughs> jets from west side story on the beach in california yes yeah we were like, great we we're trying to it's fi- the best figure out like where this is set Ooh, big street noise on my end um we're trying to figure out where this was set and it's so funny because um like even the the beach at the beginning is just like are they in florida and then you were like we were watching it and you were like no it's not florida <laughs> <laughs> very into it but yeah just like the fact that it has absolutely zero sense of place what side story i i love that um i think that's great (laughs) but speaking of like fantasy fantasy lands um austin when we first talked about this movie (laughs) we were talking about the theory of whether teen beach movie is an isekai which is a type of anime so can you can you kind of outline what an isekai is yeah, so an isekai is like uh, a story about somebody getting transported from the real world into a fantasy world. And usually they end up with like special powers and they end up being a very important part of whatever is going on in this fantasy world. Do you think that's that's a fair description? Yeah, I, I do think so. Usually I think too the other element of like isekais is sometimes they are like strangely pedantic in ways like... Let me very much explain all of the rules of this world to you. Um, That's true. But, yeah. So, <laughs> um, Teen Beach movie. So yeah, go ahead. This is a musical isekai, yeah. basically. Right? They In the okay. beginning, they get transported via, and I have questions about this too, a magical surfboard it's the de- that yes. apparently has done this before? That's the other thing that never, like, when, when addressed is the grandpa is like, me and your father found our destinies on this board, you know? What, what's that mean? <laughs> so every person in this family has been transported into this movie. Is, is that <laughs> what that means? Do, or or were the, like, dad and grandpa just like, oh, yeah, we just had really great surfing experiences yeah. with this surfboard. And then, has it always been magical? I don't understand. <laughs> that's, that's the real question, because it's, like, definitely treated as this, like, revered object but that it's kind of like there's no sense to the mechanic behind it which i think is just extremely funny that it just goes fully unaddressed throughout the film that's also weirdly isekai about it it's just like yeah this is just the thing that got us here yep. it doesn't matter like, it just be Don't worry like about that it. like it's it like doesn't dragon matter. tales 
Yeah. Dragon Tales. Kind of, yeah. <laughs> is Dragon Tales that easy? No, because <laughs> they can go back and forth. They can go back and forth. Okay, so I guess, so then like what, like Wizard of Oz? Maybe. Narnia. But they go back and forth They go Narnia. back and forth too. The Good Place. Is The Good Place <laughs> in Isika? I guess this is going down a really big rabbit hole here. Is the I know. Part that you can't like leave? I don't. Um, I don't know. I guess usually, usually it's just like you're in this world now okay. until like occasionally they they go back at the end. But yeah, I don't know. Because like right. big, big isekais in recent memory. I mean, like Sword Art Online, which arguably like is that of- one with the guy with the long white hair? Oh, Inuyasha? Yeah, I don't think so. No, doesn't she no. go back in time or something? Yeah, I actually don't know how Inuyasha works. Okay, but I'm gonna. All right, I got nothing for you. Try- yeah. <laughs> so, so my only question with this being an isekai is like, usually in an isekai, the main characters that get transported are good at stuff. <laughs> are these characters good at anything? Okay, I will argue that they are very genre savvy here, and that that's true. They know how this movie is supposed to play out. They are incredibly stupid at like manipulating that but brady at least has the knowledge of like what it, what plot points are supposed to happen to further it along and mac has like almost has common sense in order to like get the things that she needs to happen going on mm-hmm. but just like so close but not quite yeah that's the true thing is they don't have any like special or unique skills like like if we look at any kind of like sword art online which is probably just the easiest, most accessible example, maybe, is, like, you have um, Kirito, who is this, like, totally overpowered protagonist, right? He's just, he's really good at the video game they're all in, and he can hold two swords at once, um, and, like, is just, I think that's the case in a lot of other isekais, is you have this main character that's just very OP. Yeah, so so I guess that's true. Brady does mostly know the plot, although... Eh, at one point, he just walked the wrong direction, which is is tough. That's a tough look for Brady. <laughs> yeah, no, this is his favorite movie. Yeah, it's fantasized like... about Leela. Isn't Layla? Leela? Layla? Leela? Layla? It's spelled Leela, but it's pronounced Layla, <laughs> which is bugging me. Yeah, I I keep mispronouncing it. Um, yeah. As, as a second question, does someone else sing Brady's verse in Cruising for a Bruisin' in the real uh, version of the movie? Yeah. That was my question was like i was like damn he really just ruthlessly took over someone's dance track here like <laughs> does that person know that they had their parts stolen i don't know. i don't know i'd like to hope not that would they're be just awesome. oblivious and happy the like potential to really lean on that sort of wackiness was just like almost there but not quite like that scene like right after um so brady catches layla and mac runs into tanner instead of like tanner and layla meeting and then right. everyone is like really confused at that moment about like what to do next because they don't like in the movie they would like dance battle or whatever the heck. And I really wish the movie had leaned more into moments like that because that would have been hilarious to have this movie that they need to get back on track and like the characters just kind of like in idle poses waiting for the like the cutscene to trigger. <laughs> That's true. They're all I th- like I think there's only one other time that happens, right? It's just bef- uh when uh what's her name Mackenzie Mac is like uh I'm not really breaking up with you Brady but we have to go hang out with them or they're yeah. just literally not gonna move yeah it's true they're all like like sims just kind of like I know. standing there you know um 
Yeah, that I think that was like probably the funniest part of the movie for me is that initial time where they like bork the timeline and then yeah. everyone's just like standing completely idle I waiting for something to happen. I'm like, this is like a deeply unexplored movie genre, which I understand for like copyright reasons. But like, just imagine a whole like, like a version of Grease. Like they're doing like a Grease prequel. And I'm like, why don't you do a Grease story where like two people who really like Grease are transported into the plot of Grease and it's <laughs> just very- play out. Play out Teen Beach movie, but like with an actual musical that we know the plot points of. As I say, it's kind of like self-insert fan fiction, like yeah. <laughs> Which I mean, like I'm thinking about like in eighth grade, I was really into what like Full Metal Alchemist or whatever, which is a classic anime series. Um, and I would like you, write Palmer. fan fiction where I would suddenly wake up in the world of Full Metal Alchemist and be like, oh my god, no, I have to go save like Edward Elric from this event that he, you know, blah blah blah, and so like. I think that's so fun having these aware protagonists um, in a very corny way, being like, oh my god, I'm in my favorite movie, you know, I, because um, it's that balance between, like, living out that fantasy and also, like, now they have this weird responsibility to get everything back <laughs> on track. It, yeah. yeah. And I think that's what works so well about this, like, Wet Side Story. God, we, they gotta fix that <laughs> name. <laughs> I hate so, that uh... so much. <laughs> So I, I like that Wet Side Story is just like, in real life, that's probably like a 35 minute movie. But in the this version, they just take so many other movie musicals and put them together that you're like, yeah, okay, I, I buy this. We can just work this plot around Mac and Brady just being there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that was that's what's really fun is because like you don't get, I'm sure also for like copyright reasons, but you don't get bogged down in this like it has to perfectly follow like certain plot beats of any of these musicals, but it's more so just like vaguely referential to a bunch of things that everyone is probably vaguely familiar with. Um, like the the scene in, what is the song actually called? Um, Surf Crazy. Um, when they do an introduction line and it's very, it's like pure hairspray, right? Um, and instead of the, and I'm Link, um, it's it's Mac being like, and I'm Mac, <laughs> which is just deeply funny to me. I also, yeah. I just love how like quickly Brady just like leans all into it and he's just so happy with it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> which I like that he just excitedly joins both sides yeah, of the- And no one gives a crap. <laughs> nope. They're all just fine. Yeah. Yeah. That's- also- no, go ahead. Matt calls it a surf and turf war. <laughs> yeah, at one point, really- I just I just have to repeat that out loud. <gasps> yeah, that's that's you love to see that kind of writing because she says it so earnestly. It's when they're in the restaurant the first time. She's like, "Now we're caught in the middle of a surf and turf surf war." Surf and turf war. Oh god. Yeah. Incredible. Truly. Um, I'm trying to think of like other really funny. I like when um. The running she, at the beginning when they're still in like the real world, uh, Max says something about how she doesn't like this movie because like the girls are never as good at surfing as the guys, and every time someone gets in the water, they come out and their hair is like perfectly dry. And it, but like that happens when they're in the musical, she falls in the water and then she just pops back up and her hair is like totally dry. <laughs> right. That lead. That's probably like that leads to like my favorite song in the in the show or the movie, I guess. Um, is can't stop singing. Which I lost it when it started because so the very beginning of that song is like or was it's kind of, its moment is kind of past but was a really popular TikTok audio, um the what's going on, 
Um, and so I thought it was just so funny because obviously we were waiting for that kind of number. And I think like that's the funniest part is when they find themselves so absorbed into this world that there's a whole song about how they cannot control themselves from spontaneously bursting into song. <laughs> it's really it's really good. And it's also fun that like it actually lets Mac do stuff because she spent the whole really the whole first half of the plot is just her being like man musicals suck huh yeah. and you're like i don't know i guess so i guess that's your your whole character then all right there's always that nowadays there's that designated person in disney channel music well i, I haven't seen many disney channel musicals but there's always there's usually someone who has to be like oh people bursting out in music is weird yeah i mean we see that well, in High School Musical, the musical, the series. Yeah. It's Ricky, and then he gets, like, really yeah. into it very Even quickly. in, like, Moana, Maui, like, says something about, like, oh, you're a princess because you, like, sing or something. That's, like, my favorite part about this versus West Side Story, though, is what, or not West Side Story, High School Musical. The whole, uh, like, plot of High School Musical is, like, actually, you could, like, basketball and singing. Mm -hmm. And in this movie, it's, like, can you believe this girl doesn't like musicals? What's <laughs> wrong with her? Yeah. It just totally skips the entire high school musical plot. Right. It doesn't even... Yeah, they, they definitely position themselves. It's less egalitarian in that way, where they're just like, look at this dunce. It's not on Yeah, board. exactly. It's yeah, like, look it's... at how fun this is. What's wrong with her? I think high school musical is definitely still writing that, like, cliques are so clicky, whatever, and this one, the cliques are, you know, the rival gangs, and it's just, like, really played for laughs at how exaggerated they are, mm -hmm. because they're just like... Yeah, whatever. You could be a biker who wants to surf or a surfer who wants to bike or whatever. Yeah, basically the exact high school musical plot is this movie's big joke. Yeah. Right. <laughs> That's so true, actually. And I think, like, we've talked about this before on the podcast, but, like, HSM is so, like, mid-aughts teen drama, that kind of, like, Mean Girls-esque, very clicky sort of thing. Um, but this, yeah, it's so fun just how much these gangs are strict caricatures in very, very stupid ways. Um, and by that, I mean, like, wonderful ways. <laughs> but I like, um, too, with the bikers, I love the biker girls. I really oh, do. So um, yeah. What is, oh, gosh, I forgot all their names. This is really I don't bad. remember. There's one named Chi-Chi. Chi-Chi. She's the one yep. with, like, the really thick New Jersey accent. And the hair. She's like, you got to yeah. keep teasing it. Um. I love her. I think she's great. And then this, there's a surfer girl named Giggles, and her whole thing is that she wears, like, a bikini with, like, a fringe on it and just kind of, like, gyrates a lot, which is just... That was weird. Which she uses during the fight at the yes. end of the movie, which she is distracts, unbelievable. She distracts the guy with her gyrating body, which is a weird thing to put in a Disney Channel original movie, especially because if you notice, in High School Musical 2, the one where they're all hanging by the beach, not a single girl wears a bikini. Mm. So they've really come a lot in... How many years? I don't know. Uh, uh, like like seven, eight, seven. Yeah. Um, yeah. no, that was so funny too because like in that fight sequence, she's like shaking her hips, and I think it's Camembert. He's like he's just horrified. <laughs> he reacts. He's like, ah! um, that the entire fight sequence too was just like all of them dancing for a really long time, and then they finally untie Mac and Brady, and then um. Layla finally is like, it's just like a blah, 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 blah type engine, and they figure it out, but... Yeah. 
which is amazing because it's like the second time that motorcycles have been brought up ever (laughs) where are the motorcycles bikers yeah we have do we even like see a motorcycle no i think somebody drives in on a motorcycle in like the first big mama scene i think oh yeah you're right and then that's it. That's all. The- I don't know why he drives into a restaurant all on right. a motorcycle. That's all Question we have to for everyone for. here. If you were in West Side Story and you had to be in a gang, which gang would you choose? And you have to pick an answer. You can't do, well, I like both of them. Oh, bikers. I'm scared of the ocean. Bikers. Okay. Bikers. <sighs> Cruising for a bruising is the best yeah, song. Yeah, I would say bikers just because I love their aesthetics so much more. Oh, yeah. Layla's yeah. outfits are so good. I love good. her outfits so much. Yeah. Um, yeah. All right. So I guess sorry, surfers. Yeah. Sorry, <laughs> surfers. I was gonna say I'm literally like too petrified by the like... thought of falling in the ocean to be a. Surfer. I know. I feel like I'm betraying something like deep inside me by picking bikers. Though, yeah. This is. I love the aesthetic. You have literally told me when we were talking about like the the future ahead, and I was like, oh, maybe I was like, you should move to the Midwest, and you were like, I can't be too far from the ocean. Like maybe I am a surfer deep down. <laughs> <laughs> I just I... I don't like how they're dressed. They don't have any cohesive style no whereas the bikers are just like very committed to the leather and like the black leather with some red accents and then in leela's case she has this like pink leather ensemble and it's great so good she's like the only person with real costumes throughout the movie (laughs) i was gonna say the bikers have like more gay energy to me which i do i do like that's true um this movie okay also there were some like real gay movement moments in this Mm -hmm. movie specifically between Layla and mac I have been told that the second movie is even more gay, so... I would like to see it. <laughs> I would like to see it. Uh, yeah, but uh, the cost, yeah, the costuming overall is just very funny in how, like, specifically one note it is, and then also just, like, the sleeveless leather vests, I think, are so funny to me, because the point of wearing leather when you're biking is to protect your skin, right? You're supposed to fully cover your body and the leather is supposed to be a better protective layer. And then you're just like rocking around sleeveless. But Palmer, have you seen School of Rock? No, I actually haven't. Which okay, is really... Wait, really? I don't know why. I, it's not like any particular reason. It just is... You I have to see it. First of all, it's amazing. I haven't Second seen of all, True. Napoleon Dynamite. At one point, Jack Black's character goes to the rehearsal of his band and some guy has replaced him. And the guy who has replaced him is this dude who wears this shirt that's just leather sleeves. <laughs> like... There's no, sh- it's just the sleeves. I think about that a lot. Wait, so like he's like shirtless and then like from here down, from like the shoulder down. It's like, it's a s- like, like, like a, a crop top, but it like, it crops like there and then it's just sleeves. Oh. It's a lot. It's, it's like good. the, those, those sweaters that people like to draw Imagine their the top part of Byleth's outfit. <laughs> I understand. I understand. <laughs> <laughs> um, everyone play Fire Emblem Three Houses. Anyways. <laughs> pretty sure adam pascal is in jack black's band in that movie the original roger oh from rent god. oh my god <laughs> anyway palmer watch school of rock i know i need yeah. to there's a lot of movies that i am frankly like i just missed and i haven't seen for any particular reason um like any any tarantino film i've never seen a tarantino movie which is kind of like a personal creed at this point but <laughs> 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 anyways uh back on uh, track i so I was trying to figure out the leather vest, and I think the answer is because they are in uh, unspecified beach Fantasy location. California, yes. If you wore a leather jacket, you'd just die. Yeah, you'd be too hot. It would just Palmer. be too hot. That's true. But I mean. So he wears a weird vest. <laughs> safety. Safety. Uh, yeah, that's fair, though. 
unspecified beach town, I bet, is pretty pretty warm. How tall... Also, it's a real look, so yeah. I support it. How tall it. is the biker dude? He seems really short. Not that there's anything wrong with being short. I'm just like... Everyone in this cast seems short. That's... I know... I support Le- it. Grace Phipps, who plays Leela, is 5'2", and that's... I think oh. Ross Lynch is like 5'10", maybe? Yeah, no... So everyone's pretty everyone's short. <laughs> no one in like this movie has, has tall energy, which is fine, you know? Um, Good for them. Good for them. Yeah. Overall, though, I think that was everything mostly like, oh, we wanted to talk about music, too, a little bit. Austin, I know I, I know you have, have thoughts. I still have Fallen for You stuck in my head, and I think that's the only one that has cohesively, like, stayed stuck in my head. But just the line uh, where it's like, I think I've fallen for you. Oh, yeah. yeah. That song rules, yes. and that line is really good. It's good. <laughs> uh, no, the thing about music that... I think is really distracting because I, I actually really like all of the songs inside the movie within the movie. But the song before the movie, when they're all surfing, which I, we think is called Oxygen, but we're not totally sure. <laughs> yeah, it, that's what it says uh, in the in the track list on Spotify. Okay, there we go. Is sung by Maya Michelle, mm-hmm. who is not supposed to sing in the movie, but like it's very clearly her. And it's so weird. I think it's just one of those like, let's get a, a pop song yeah. that we can yeah. chart mm-hmm. which i have no idea if it did i, don't I, I didn't check i, I uh, but that's what it feels like and it's very strange that is true did you guys notice that during not. that scene at all i didn't even think about it i because i have no familiarity with her and so i was just like i was like okay generic pop song to to start off the film very like lizzie mcguire lizzie movie Channel. um yeah what's the what's that song that's like a known pop song though in the Lizzie McGuire movie, um, I'm I'm forgetting all of the lyrics. It's been a while. It's been a while, but it was it wasn't. I don't, I don't think it was written specifically for the movie, but yeah, it was. It's funny because like she she doesn't sing until can't stop singing right until the song where she's complaining about being able to sing. Yes. Yeah. No, that's no. She does. Sing oh, she that, does. Doesn't she? she? Does, oh, she, she does. sings in she the sings in... the not duet. Right. No, you. Where it's right. all four of them singing. Yeah. Which I assume in the technical movie it's would be a duet right yeah yeah mm-hmm. yeah yeah that's so sweet. uh yeah so she sings in that that was a good scene i like it's that a good scene. song it works really well it's yeah. also a really good idea to take like a, a regular duet movie, and, yeah. musical duet and turn it into two competing couples that aren't supposed to be with each other or don't want to be mm-hmm. i thought that was a good idea yeah the that's the really staging there was also very fun just in the way that they're like continuously walking by they're like on the car and mm-hmm. that was some of the they're like stuff. just missing each other it was good i also really like the gosh the one where the girls are singing and the guys are singing and they're it's like oh it's I, it's very yeah, um like me yeah that's all girls like yeah, yeah, yeah. guys like girls boys like girls like me and girls like boys like me and like brady's just like get in like touch with your feelings and like pay attention to her needs and stuff and the boys are like nah and then <laughs> Mac is just like, you know, like, you can do things for yourself. You don't have to, like, let boys dictate. And then they're just like, ah, no. Yeah, that, that was, was, <laughs> was really, I like the, the feminism subplot yeah. of this movie where it was, like, very, you know, yeah. That, that is, like, definitely there in that scene. And then, like, yeah. maybe never again. <laughs> <laughs> we were joking. I was like, Mac is trying to teach all the girls, like, feminism. And then she when she's with Tanner... All of that flies out the window. And Tanner's like, let me talk to you about casual misogyny. <laughs> it's really, it's this really funny disconnect. Um, but yeah, that was, that was a great song. That was very Grease-esque 
too. Mm-hmm. I that song reminds me a lot of Jersey Boys. Oh, also say more. Uh, I mean, it's just like Jersey Boys is a musical. It's all Frankie Valley music. Yeah, right. So it's very like 50s, 60s pop with the falsetto and everything. Mm-hmm. You have the stand-up microphones, which I thought was a lot of fun. Yeah, the way they like came out of the, it was very like musical theater set PC mm-hmm. in that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that was super fun. Um, trying to think of like anything, any any other songs that really stuck out to me. Uh, well, I mean, uh, there was that end musical number where it's like, oh, we're back in our real world, and now we have a song that was, like, perfectly choreographed that everyone is singing. Oh, yeah! They broke the logic of it! Wait, 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 Okay, so, because yep. there's an after credits sequence, right, where all of the musical people from West Side Story come to the real world, mm-hmm. does that mean that they brought that with them? Ooh. Is that what's happening? Is that why the logic changes? That's an interesting theory. It could be. That was the only thing I could come up with. Right. Because otherwise <laughs> That's the only it's just way really that, weird. That, like, it actually makes sense because... Um, right. What we So we watched the trailer for Teen Beach Movie 2. Or, I don't, and that Teen is the Beach set, 2. Teen, Teen Beach, Beach 2? 2. Oh my god! And that is the setup where they like end up coming into the real world. Yeah. yeah. Did you watch the after credits thing? Yeah, yeah. Where they, where they, they like all play with the iPhone? Right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which I guess so. That was because part of me, because I think that was the same kind of like the, the setup for the second one seemed to be like they're going to lose their like musical charm. They're going to become more than more like our world. But I do like the idea that they show up on accident and then everyone starts singing in the real world. <laughs> yeah i like that it's just like a curse that they have and they just bring it with them places <laughs> yeah it is truly like a like a curse um i would i would love to have like a musical life where people just join in when i just start randomly singing that yeah that'd be great that's th- yeah i feel like that's good and then like month four you're like okay i'm good you're like i'll pass <laughs> really tired of singing about new york and potential on the subway you know <laughs> Every time. I mean, I'm the, now I'm thinking of Enchanted, where uh, the remember that 2007 movie where Amy Adams is like a princess from a Disney movie who finds herself in New York City. Oh yeah, which is that's literally like the plot of Enchanted. The, the movie that Disney refuses to acknowledge. Yes. And isn't so on good. Disney Plus for some reason. It's not yeah. on Disney Plus. No. I was just thinking, oh, I should watch Enchanted on Disney Plus. Nope. <laughs> Bad news. That's a conspiracy oh, man, that's theory. Such, I will see. Here's the thing is. Uh, Giselle, the princess from that, was supposed to be added to the official lineup, and then they were like, mm-hmm. "Wait a second, this means we need to pay Amy Adams to use her face." Maybe not. Yeah, she <laughs> apparently they asked her, and she was like, "No, you can't <laughs> use my face." <laughs> so yeah, that's so funny because Enchanted is very good. Maybe I'm remembering it with oh like gosh. rose-colored glasses, but I remember liking it. But that was 2007. I that's think so I watched it like. I've I watch like the musical clips from it like fairly frequently because they're very good songs, especially the one where they're in Central Park and she starts singing and then um, the guy played by the guy played by McDreamy is like, wait, why are you singing? Stop singing! And then everyone just like joins in and it's really fun and he's just like, all right, sure, why not? Yeah, that is a good scene. I love that scene. (gasps) Enchanted rights, truly. Watch Enchanted. Yeah, Yeah. now I want to. Where Um, where can you find Enchanted? (laughs) Uh, I'm sure you can rent for Enchanted. It's a good question. Or you know, so I was just thinking about this because you, you brought it up freeze? earlier. No, Palmer's I don't know. froze. Okay, hi. No, you're good. Well, you know you're what? Frozen. You're frozen. Am I frozen? Palmer's not frozen for me. What? No. It's just you. All right. So anyway, I think that's a sign <laughs> that we should wrap up before technical difficulties start amounting. 
Yeah. Austin, you had a you had a thought though, really quick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One more thing. Uh because you brought up Patrona that you wanted to see more movies like this. Yes. This is kind of what high school musical the musical the series yes, is doing. Exactly. Perfect. I'm so glad we could like come full circle with this. Wow. That's yeah. beautiful. So so do you think there's anything that they can like they spend the entire time sort of mirroring plot points from the original movie in the first season? Do you think they're going to do that with Beauty and the Beast as well? I don't know if they're going to thing with Beauty and the Beast is that like so much of it is like, oh, this dude is ugly and horrific. It's a pretty specific plot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I don't know who the heck is going to be cast as the Beast. Also, Palmer and I were talking and we're like, OK, we feel like Nini's going to be Belle. But like, that's just so boring at this point. you can't do that right i know i i personally am gunning for seb as well i like seeing, it and seeing what happens but yeah i feel like i feel yeah. like ej guest on ej could have like a redeeming moment not that ej is like horrifically bad but i feel like that's on track and palmer you tweeted something about the exclusively gay moment oh. the beauty of the- <laughs> <laughs> right 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 so um back in uh back in the beauty and the beast live uh adaptation in the promotion leading up to the film they teased that lefou would have a this is verbatim an exclusively gay moment in beauty and the beast and it turned out to be this one like brief shot where he dances with another guy at the final ball or whatever and so obviously that's like bullshit right um uh, we'll call it like it is but what i really desperately want is the queer redemption for <laughs> for the like you know stupid quote unquote queer rep in Beauty and the Beast live action that was actually nothing at all. But I'm I'm pretty confident that the high school musical of the musical, the series version of Beauty and the Beast is gonna be a lot more gay. Yes. I would <laughs> That's my guess. Yeah. <laughs> I was gonna say Especially because Seb is main cast this time. Ayo. Yeah. I, I have a lot of faith when it for for HSM TMTS when it comes to queer content, um, just because their track record is so good thus far. So would love would love to see it. But those are my thoughts on that. But yeah, um, I guess we should wrap up. But any any final thoughts on um, how we, I I would like to I would like to briefly touch on like how what it's like to go back and watch decoms that we haven't seen as adults i guess i like it it's fun i'm like yeah this is great yeah it it is great this one in particular i think is fun and weird because like i don't know if i watched it in 2013 if i would have been like ah yes the real villain is climate change <laughs> but like that's definitely what the movie's about yeah that's so true though. i think yeah, if I had watched this in 2013, I would have been like, oh, this is so lame, blah, blah, blah. But now I'm like an adult and I'm like, this is for like, like 11 year olds. And it's great. It's hilarious. Mm-hmm. It's it's so fun. It's a banger. Right. Yeah. No, I think it's fun too to like go back and get like, I think all of us, especially me, were on like the cusp of just being slightly too old for this film when it was airing. So I think it's really fun to be able to go back and like experience Dude, gen z i can't wait classics. to do that for the descendants because oh, descendants rules um if that had come out when i was in like middle school i would have changed my entire life to probably look like the villains in that movie the villain characters or whatever yeah um 
we should we should do some descendants content later but yeah all right well thank you so much for uh coming on austin it's been a blast yeah thank you um and if you would like hit us up on twitter at hsmtmts podcast or a gmail at hsmtmts podcast at gmail.com i usually don't do that part i i dabbed That's myself usually me. it's I usually don't... you i just wow. leapt into it um it's okay i'm but... proud of you for taking initiative <laughs> thanks drop us a line let us know if there's anything else that was uh recommend us the next decom musical we should watch yeah um let us let us know what uh you would like to hear us dive into on here but thank you so much everyone uh have a good rest of your day